this this gar- garbage can full of food we'll sell it to you it's going to last you for 25 years but see it's got a life expectancy it's got a life expectancy but see god is eternal god's wisdom and his knowledge and and everything that he brings to the table has been there forever it's been there before us. It's with us now. It'll be here after us. It is always going to be the same. It is always going to be perfect. You're listening to the Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast, Season 8, Road to Revelation. We're here to help you crave a healthier spiritual diet by teaching you to ask the right questions, seek the right answers in the right place, God's Word, and break free of the junk food the world wants to shove down your throat. We live in a broken world. We can fall down in despair or rise up for our wedding day. This season, we're looking at what it really means to be the bride of Christ in the end times and the many things we can learn from the book of Revelation that will guide us today, tomorrow, and to the end of time. Join us and fellow listeners from 47 states and 66 countries as we marinate on the Word of God, clear the junk from our pantries, and feast on real, everlasting food. Support the show by sharing this episode with two friends that need a godly snack and becoming a partner at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast for as low as $5 a month. And now let's dig into the meal. Hey! Hello, hello. What's up? Nothing much, really. I think that this has been a whirlwind season. We're already rolling on to the next one. I know, it's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. And we've really started getting serious about video. I want to quickly shout out that we have vid devotionals now on our second YouTube channel. That link will be in the show notes. But now we're starting to drop weekly devotionals that you can listen to. They're like seven minutes or less. Sometimes they're like seven and a half minutes. (laughs) But there's seven minutes and you get to, deep dive into the topic of the episode that we had starting with season one, just to give you a little bit more um, if you're looking for that in a week. And hopefully we're going to be doing some fun stuff on that channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some very fun stuff. We're going to be highlighting things instead of shadow lighting them. I think we're going to be adding (laughs) something else on there too. I'm not sure this might not be in this about the Bible study. I think that's going to go on that channel. We're still in the process, though. We're still thinking. No, we're, we're, it's we're going do, to be on a channel. It's going to be either on the Pantry Podcast, yes. on, on YouTube, or it's going to be on the Michelle and Shay Watson channel. Yes. Uh, not sure yet, but it's still super exciting. Because, <laughs> so look, either one, it, the, the news is there. We are going to be moving um, the life group that we've been doing for the last five years on Zoom yes. over to YouTube. We're taking it off of Facebook, and we're going to yes. put it onto YouTube, make it yes. more available for everybody. And I think that's exciting, uh, something that's coming up. This is in the season, though, mm-hmm. of Road to Revelation. Yeah. I mean, that's been exciting. Oh, here I it's got back to exciting. exciting. I, I took it's awesome been very out. exciting. <laughs> but man, we, we have had some awesome guests. Uh, yes. We've had you guys along for the ride. We're talking about the road to Revelation. We made it fun. We didn't make it all dreary and, and we're going to die and it's all <laughs> over for everybody. No, because tonight we're actually going to talk a little bit about that too, because I think we have to understand something. Even in this road to Revelation, we are imperishable. Yeah, I think we may have even redeemed pre-trib for a few people. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe if we'll there's see. any pre-tri- we'll non-pre-trib people listening. But at the end of the day, though, the yeah. hope is. Yeah. The hope is what? Jesus. eternal life, right? Jesus yeah, and eternal yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I think when it comes to what you think is going to happen next, the reality is no matter how many big words or historical links or theological things you've got, it's like humbly none of us would bet our salvation 
on our opinion <laughs> of exactly what's right. happening. Um, but I do, I understand that critique people have about pre-trib being like, well, it's the the people who just want to eject their seat right, and right. get out of Dodge before things get bad and they want to just sit and do nothing. But I think that we've always been surrounded by people who use it yeah. as a ticking clock like we don't have much time to share the gospel left mm. we need to do some stuff um, and it's not like oh this world's so miserable I'm scared I don't know what to do I just want out it's more like I can't wait to be with the Lord um, and I think there's a lot of people like yeah, that with that view I think, I think so. that each of the views gets associated with I guess the worst traits and everyone's like I can't believe you think this or that but yeah. um, I think at the end of the day yeah. it's a motivator yeah. No matter where you sit, and it's a, a, comfort. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. you know, motivator. Um, no matter where you're at, tomorrow could be the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do not know the time of the day. Right. Um, we know that. That's biblical. And so the end of all to be all is an unknown. Right. And so what does that do, though? It motivates us, which we're going to get into next season as well. Yeah. We are definitely going to jump into that next season. Mm-hmm. That That is we'll introduce it at the end of this episode, yeah. because I think, man, y'all are going to be excited. Yeah. Uh, but look, we had some great guests. Yeah. Back to that, man. I mean, we had like Janelle Wood, Rico Lane, Marsha Montenegro, Dave Dave Ebert, Jay Warner Wallace, Savannah Calixto, um, Irais Vela, Pastor Jake McCandless, Pastor Thomas Schaller, Pastor Zeke Wharton, and the most and the most <laughs> and the bestest and the all overness and the fluffles, <laughs> which would be Kalia Watson. Yes. If y'all miss any of those, man, you need to go back and catch them. They all I speak mean, to one another in a yes, really cool way. Yes. But what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about being imperishable. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I mean, I like verse. I like verse. Mm-hmm. But I really want to read Psalm 16. I might put background music in as you Ooh, read it. You know, who yeah, knows? We'll cool. see. Hold on. You're so oh, if you're listening, go watch. Because <laughs> I'm getting the background music going. But, <laughs> I love you. But, <laughs> but but look, Psalm 16. So we're talking about imperishable. I think it's really important for us as believers in Christ to understand there is nothing that this world can do to us. There's nothing. I mean, okay, physically, I have to put up with it daily. I understand. Look, I'm not saying, but I'm saying as far as our eternal security, as far as our, our love for God, as far as our, our, our destiny, our trajectory is what I liked saying this last season. We're on a trajectory and that trajectory is a heavenly kingdom. Love it. I love it. Being with Jesus, right? Being with God, being with the with the agape love that we try to imitate and right. can never dial it in quite right. Right. Uh, you know, married life. Uh, trust me. Uh, I yeah. want agape love all the time. But man, I miss that boat sometimes. Yeah. But um, Psalm 16. This is a uh, mictem of David. Right. And he says, keep me safe, O God, for in you I have found shelter. I said to Adonai, you are my Lord. I have no good part from no good apart from you. As for the Kedoshim, which is the faithful, as for the faithful who are in the land, they are noble and them is all my delight. As for those who run after another God, may their sorrows multiply. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood, nor lift up their names with my lips. 
Adonai is my portion and my cup. You cast my lot. My boundary lines fall in pleasant places. Surely my heritage is beautiful. I will bless Adonai who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set Adonai always before me. Since he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you will not abandon my soul to shoal, nor let your faithful ones see the pit. You will make known to me the path of life. Abundance of joys are in your presence. Eternal pleasures at your right hand. That is a summary Mm -hmm. for imperishable. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that you can think about. This whole season, again, has been about not just the book of Revelation, but how do we walk? Because no matter when you're listening to this, if you have the Holy Spirit in you or not, we are in the end times um, where there's there's not much left to happen. And what's going to happen is incredible by no matter what interpretation you um, kind of side with right now. But this has been about how how do you live in such trying times, such uncertain times where Things are uprooting right and left where the Lord is sifting us, mm-hmm. where there are cries for everyone to just do something and everyone's opinion on what to do is different and everyone's giving us different survival advice and how to succeed, overcome, evade. Yeah. Um, there's there's so much on the table. There's so much noise. And yet the this whole season's been about realigning the perspective back. Maybe you normally have the good, healthy, godly perspective. Maybe you don't even know what that looks like. And these episodes have helped with that. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle, but Mm. that's the overarching goal is to have revelations, these personal revelations um, that just help you better understand the scripture that's already available and help you walk in relationship and not in this, this binding religion that just keeps you tied to the world. The religion fades away Mm. no matter what you're religiously doing. Um, and so I love Psalm 16. I actually had a verse that I had pulled out of that for this episode because it stuck out because when I think about imperishable, I also think about what is perishable and perishable food you know, we are the pantry. We do all these food right, analogies right. all the time. Perishable food rots. It molds. It eventually, I mean, we have a compost bin. It's pretty cool. In less than six months, we have soil and it used to be things you could eat and things you'd rake away. Right, right. And you put them in there in the dark and they turn into soil that will now grow new things. But it makes me, the first verse that came to my mind for this whole episode was Matthew six nineteen, where it says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and mm. rust destroys them wow. and where thieves break in and steal. So this episode, as it being the, the finale of this <laughs> season, is one that, well, I'm sure we're, we're really good at challenging people and making people be like, oh man, what am I doing? But the other hope, the encouragement is there's light. Hmm. There's a promise. Psalm 16 is the promise. Yes. And the promise is written over and over and over again. But we want to aim for the imperishable, invest in the imperishable, evade the things that rot, the things Mm. that moths come. And no, that doesn't mean that you don't 
plan for anything in this world and you, you know, you, you're like, I'll just find food every day. I don't need a, a pantry of food. I don't need money in savings account. That's not what we're saying. Right, right, right. But we are saying, where is your priority mm. singular? Where are you emphasizing? Where is your heart? The heart audit comes in. You know, where is the heart of your rationale? And um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see like kind of what you are bringing to the table for for this final episode um, and where and how our verses and our thoughts kind of fit together and yeah, flow. Uh, you know, you're, I'm just going to flow off of the things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, just today we're having this conversation about like investments, where our investments are, how our investments are looking, how much they've gone down in the last few <laughs> months um, and, and what should we have on hand? What shouldn't we have on hand? Because I think at the end of the day, we have to be very wise. Mm-hmm. We have to be very wise. Um, you know, you were, you were saying that, and I'm thinking of verses, you know, of course, James 317, but the wisdom from above is first pure. Mm-hmm. So first of all, anything that you do or anything that you decide, anything way that you move forward, like she's talking about, yeah, I'm telling you, prepper, well, used to be <laughs> like paranoid right. prepper. Right. How about that? I think yeah, there's, you a used to be a there's a difference. There's a difference. The, the one prepper. who stores up those like this this gar- garbage can full of food, we'll sell it to you. It's going to last you for 25 years. But see, right. it's got a life expectancy. Mm-hmm. It's got a life expectancy. But see, God is eternal. God's wisdom and His knowledge and and everything that He brings to the table has been there forever. It's been there before us. It's with us now. It'll be here after us. It is always going to be the same. It is always going to be perfect. But see, James is sitting there. He's saying, and it's, it's, it's pure first pure, right? Wisdom from above is pure. So we got to be thinking with God. Mm-hmm. We got to be discerning with God. When we're talking about imperishable, uh, we can sit there, like she said, and ride the waves and say, well, I'm good. I'm going to heaven. I mean, okay, I get that. But, you know, we still have a job here. Mm-hmm. We have things to do here. Um, he didn't just say, okay, wait for revelation and, and stop and stop doing the challenge. Here we go. Get out your chair. Yeah. Go share the word. Mm-hmm. You know, th- sharing the word, rely on God. He will provide. Mm-hmm. If you pull all your investments and put it in your house, I'm, you know, and God told you to do this, mm-hmm. he will provide. If God says, keep your money in 401k <laughs> and he, you know, and he, and you hear the voice from God saying, yeah, this is cool. This is a green light. This is a door. It's going to be okay, but it's got to be from above because then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. That's his wisdom. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. Peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Mm. That's his wisdom. Yeah. We have to, in these days, have to be wise as serpents. Uh, There is a world, there's ourselves, there's an enemy that will come against, that wants to come against, that wants to discourage us and take us away from thought. It wants us to invest in, in, in the things that are going to fade away. Like 25 years, man. Okay. I'm telling you back then, man, 25 years is done. That thing would have been gone. Right. right? And that was like, I think it was like 300, $300 something that was wasted. You know, it'd be mm-hmm. wasted. Um, and I'm not saying don't, don't prep and don't put food aside. I mean, I, look, listen to God. I really believe that in this season that we've been going through, um, through COVID and some of the newer things, you know, I've been in war. I've been through a bunch of stuff. This has definitely been a challenging season, even with all of that back history, mm-hmm. with all of those things that I've been through, all of the traumas or whatever. This is still a season where you're like, <gasps> but you know what's gotten us through it? God. Oh, for sure. God, because he is imperishable. Yeah. He never fades away. He is always there. His glory reigns forever. Mm -hmm. And if our minds are there 
if our thoughts are there, if we're in communication and in counsel through the Holy Spirit with Jesus Christ, who speaks as our king from the kingdom, I'm telling you, you will be far better off. Oh, yeah. You know, the the stability that we crave there's there's a reason for it because God is stable and mm. thus the stability we truly crave is the ultimate stability which is Christ but when we have yet to really own that even if you're saved you can still not yet own it and that's that's okay that's going to be a natural progression as you grow in relationship with him but you cling to anything that offers stability and that can get us in trouble anytime you cling to anything that's a counterfeit of god mm. because you're actually craving god you're going to get yourself in trouble it's just that's that's the way it is but one way that helps kind of because it's like okay what is godly wisdom what is pure wisdom how do i discern mm. that i'm new to the faith right. or i'm just now taking it seriously whatever one thing that's helped me and I'm nowhere near perfect, is the idea of stewardship. When you start realizing that you own mm. nothing, no one owns nothing. There's a lot of people right now for a many reasons that want to say they own something um, or all of something or more of something, they, you know, ownership, but it's all a farce, right? Now, now, of course, that's not saying that God, you know, like that, that no one owns anything and that you should just give it all up what the reality is, is God is allowing you to steward things. He's entrusting his children with things to watch over. And so when you look at that, you can see, okay, this is the money that he's entrusted me. These are the relationships he's entrusted to me. These are the responsibilities. These are the areas of servitude. This is the car, the house, the apartment, the, the dog, whatever it is that you currently have, know that it is God who has allowed that in. Now, when you look at it like that, you're like, okay, how do I steward this to the glory of God? Mm -hmm. And you can go to the word. When you're thinking about stewardship, you can go into the word and more easily see how am I, how is he calling me to care for others, care for my finances, care for strangers, care for work? You know, you're supposed to do it all unto the Lord for his glory. And so, and so it helps you kind of start wrapping your head around it. Stewardship definitely brings less hooks. Yeah. Um, when I'm thinking of hooks. So look, uh, you know, YouTube and all those things, you watch through it, you get all these commercials. You can, There's companies now who you can buy clothes and shoes and all this stuff, and it's not even attached to the shoes or the clothes. Like you can buy a Louis Vuitton now through a side company who is going to finance it for you. Right. And I'm seeing more and more and more of this. See, the world is trying to hook us in. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really trying to hold us down. So when we steward, we're talk I mean, look, just today we're talking about what are we going to do with our tax money? Oh, well, we got a few bills here there. Pay them off. Mm -hmm. at, at this time in the junk, the, the, if you can, and I'm not saying, you know, look, you do what you're able to in the means that you are, but trust in God that he can provide it anyways. Mm -hmm. But I would start breaking free of, of debt. Yeah. I would start stewarding what he gives us, like Michelle is saying, mm -hmm. because I think it's really important because at the end of the day, there's only one thing that's free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the gift of salvation. Yes. That is the only thing that's free. Yes. Um, and, and, and I, and I'm turning there, I'm turning there because, you know, it, it is important to understand that, you know, like Romans six twenty three right? Um, it's a free gift, eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, um, to be there in that, in that season, um, sin is death. God, Christ is life. 
It's a free gift. Um, sometimes I sit there and I, I, I say it to people and it's like, and I, I get it. You know, there's struggles on people who believe or don't believe. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to understand the unseen and, and, and especially when all this beautiful unseen is in front of us. What we see is seen, you know, the, as beautiful anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was caught in a beautiful, oh, the world looks so good. Right. It looks so good. Oh my gosh. I, look at this over here, this over here, this over here. Yo, I'm satisfied now. Mm-hmm. With a wife, a child, or whatever, and God makes basically. I mean, at the end of the day, I have Christ. The world falls apart around me, and, and I've got Christ. It didn't. I'm not there overnight. The world still falls apart. I still struggle. But let me tell you something. I land on nice. Yeah. I land on joy. I land on watch this joy that turns into happiness. Mm-hmm. I said it. Ooh. I said it. Hap- oh, I said happiness. Uh-oh. Oh no, I, I, man. There were. Maybe somebody will actually write us. <laughs> Instead of just seeing people that are listening, though, somebody will hit us. No, you said happy. They probably wouldn't say it like that. They would probably oh. come because they would oh, probably they come never at, come like that. But that's I, okay. I will. I will add the caveat though that of course you know happiness isn't always a guarantee. Right. 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 That's not always a guarantee. But I also know that the more you pursue the Lord, the more you let these get these hooks out of you, mm. the less things there are that can defeat happiness, disrupt and interrupt and delay happiness so that more of your time is spent in your purpose, your real actual purpose, which is more likely to make you smile even if things are hard, even if you haven't been healed of this physical ailment, even if the bills are still there, even if the tax refund isn't going to make a dent, even if, you know, you still don't have a job and you've been praying for six months with all those things that you don't have that kind of stability and in the moment when you do have the stability of God when you are continuously focusing on him and putting the responsibility to work it out Mm. on him while still really just like rejoicing and praying and spending time with him and that can mean like when you're walking you think you're thinking to him instead of just about your problems you know these are these are things that come with a relationship with God rather than this concept of works but the more you do that the more likely smiles will come because the less likely you are to fall for a false reality that is put in, that's put forth that like this is inescapable. No, it's escapable. This is forever. No, it's actually not. And there are there are hopeful things, you know, Psalm 16 mm. and this eternal life, you know, like the reason I said there's hope in Revelation, there's hope no matter what your look is, because in all of them, the common thing, it's absolute heresy if this is not involved in people's end times understanding. Jesus comes back for his own and is reunited for eternity to his own and all this goes away and what is in what remains for the believer is a life without all this striving without all this evil without all of all of that and so all of this does have an expiration date mm-hmm. and that that's a comfort no matter how much i really like the art hanging on the wall or that plant growing outside it will pale in comparison so when when i'm looking at you know, the stability. And when I'm looking at the way the the world is kind of going, because I think that's one of the things we we focus so much on. Well, how can I focus on my own life when the world's crumbling? Like, will money even exist tomorrow? Will my country even have the same borders tomorrow? Will, you know, what pandemic's coming next? When we have all these doomsday thoughts being pummeled at us, 
I think about Proverbs. Mm. And I used to quote Proverbs all the time. But I'm back. Proverbs 28 two. When there is a moral rot within a nation, its government topples easily. Mm. But wise and knowledgeable leaders bring stability. Now, of course... We should pray for our leaders no matter what. And there is nothing wrong with praying for a leader that is wise and knowledgeable. But what I like to hook into that is that wise and knowledgeable leaders bring stability, right? But what is the stability? What is ultimate stability? Well, if you jump to Isaiah 33, 6, it tells you. Now, of course, it's talking about a future day, but this, because God's unchanging, it speaks of now and forever. It says, in that day, he will be your sure foundation, mm. providing a rich store of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. Wise and knowledgeable leaders. The fear of the Lord will be your treasure. That is what moths cannot destroy. That's what's not going to grow some mold. That's, that's what's going to prevent this. So knowing that we cannot necessarily save our leaders. If you have an ear for a leader anywhere, that go, go do it, go minister. But if you don't, it does start with us. It starts with us mm, yeah. seeking out that actual stability and understanding that even if our rulers, I mean, we know a lot of them are affiliated with the Antichrist because they don't have the Lord and therefore <laughs> are Antichrist. There's verses for that as well. As hard as cutthroat as that may be, it's very, it's like you're saved and you're with the Lord or you're not saved and you're with the devil and you always have the option to jump the devil's ship and come to Jesus. So mm. it's really not a cutthroat statement. You have the option to leave. If you don't like being on the devil's side, then come on over. Right. You have the option. Right. But since- Imperishable. Imperishable. <laughs> focus on what is in, what's imperishable that you have access to. And that- that that's like where we want to sit and hammer it every day focus more and more like just practice this you know mm. like just being like what what am i worried about that is a perishable thing and can i can i give that to the lord so that he can then remind me of what is imperishable that I can focus right. on instead. Yeah, Second Peter 3, 9 says, uh, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, some count slowness, but is patient towards you. Mm -hmm. Not wishing that any should perish, mm. but that all should reach repentance. So what she was just saying, jump ship. Mm -hmm. Jump ship. For us that already have, mm -hmm. maybe you should grab a hold, uh, let, grab a hold of the will, the will of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, Lord, drive this boat. Mm -hmm. You know, that, you know, jump on board, you know, jump shit from the others. Mm -hmm. And for the, us that are already on board, mm -hmm. maybe we should be letting God run that or run that utter, mm -hmm. you know, and guide us down that path. Because I'm telling you, it is going, it, I'm going to say it, it's getting rough. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this year is going to say a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I here's some truth. I have one little account somewhere. It's gone down 10 K mm -hmm. in months. Mm hmm. And it's like, okay, so, but this is not fear tactics. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody say, oh, you're just throwing out fear tactics. No, I'm throwing out hope tactics. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing out hope. Mm -hmm. uh, she's throwing out hope. She's showing you and pointing you and towards a way, or we're pointing you towards a way mm -hmm. um, of biblical truth. Yeah. That will guide us on this path. Um, look, we could make a decision today and it fell tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But you know what? David made a decision. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, well, we'll just, we'll go get the ark. We'll go get the ark. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Now it was a poor little dude. Probably thought he's doing the right thing. You know, it's falling. No ah! death. Right. David's crushed. But you read just a little bit farther down there, and David's happy. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, did he say that word again? Here we are though. But you know, because we have to look at the hope. So happy, his wife goes. I can't believe you as a king are dancing around like a fool. Right. That's more than joy, y'all. I'm sorry. That's like <laughs> that's like that's 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 that's. I mean, that's oh, it's joy. Count all joy. I got you. <laughs> Look, I'm pointing at the camera, so y'all want to see this. Yeah, I, I get you. It's joy. Yeah, but I'm tired of seeing people walk around with joy faces like this. He's doing a serious face, y'all. A I'm sour tired. face, like he bit into like, a like, really like, bad like lemon. Like the world is, is just this lemon I just bit into. Fine. Mm-hmm. Jesus can make it sweet. How are we stewarding our face? Ooh, ooh, because yeah. Now and I now I, now I got on Michelle about this once. <laughs> so we're having oh, a conversation yeah, yeah. today, <laughs> and she's like, "But y'all, you don't understand walking down the street in these areas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta have this face, and I understand that because you know being overseas, being in different countries, right, right, right. you wear a face. Yeah. Um, maybe it's time to not. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I've, I don't I've know learned, how to, you know, I, I want to breach that, but yeah. because I, I, I think it's important that we don't just walk around looking like angry all the time. Well, yeah, that. if it's a default, question all your defaults. Okay, I think that's a good way to say it because sometimes it's like, okay, there's a justification, and we tend to, if we get convicted, we quickly jump to justification, mm. and I'm like, okay, let's hold up, let's grow a little bit so that we don't need to defend ourselves like that because the Lord is the one that defends us, right? However. Is there any truth in that statement? Right. And a good way to say is like, okay, is my default a sour puss face? That's me. <laughs> so let me say, I understand you, okay? Um, people would, at in high school, they'd be like, like, there were a few kids that were literally scared of me and everyone else thought they were weird, but they were scared of me because of my face when I was walking down the hall because they had never got a chance to know me because I just had a face that just looked like I was just so done. But I might just be thinking about homework, how excited I am after school. I just didn't let my face in on my happy plans. And so... I think that if like question your defaults, because if your defaults were established before you came to Christ or before you grew in the knowledge and truth of the Lord, they might be worth updating so that you have a different default now. And the default might not still be a big a smile no matter where you go, like Shay, who just smiles <laughs> as he's walking down the street. And that's no one's default, there. Y'all. That's his I'll, default. I'll right? mess y'all up. That might, that not, might not be, not your be default. what's inside. <laughs> that might not be your default. But Sometimes our default, it's like our lazy option. And sometimes it's doing more harm than good. And so it's just good to check in. If it's not, it's not. And this wasn't for you. But it is one of those things that's worth considering. And, and be careful where you get caught in thought. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like he has, we have been commanded mm-hmm. to uh, go out. You know, we wouldn't take a light and put it under a bushel. No, mm-hmm. I'm going to let it shine. And our mouth and our yes. eyes are Say a, a huge way of showing that light. And if you have not known that uh, through the last few years of masks, I don't know where y'all live. We've had to wear masks and, and we fought it. And I mean, there's there's all this whatever controversy, but you can read someone's eyes. Yeah. Um, in fact, um, this for all the training that I went through, the mouth was not the thing we look at. Mm-hmm. It's always the eyes. The eyes will tell you everything. Yeah. Um, not saying that we're not going to go through things, not saying that whatever, but I'm just saying we are imperishable. Y'all we are imperishable. Mm-hmm. We, we are eternal to be biblical, right? You cannot take that away from me. You can't take it away from Michelle and you can't take it away from anyone out there who believes in Jesus. 
And so when we walk around, we are the ambassadors to the kingdom. We will struggle. But let me tell you something. Sometimes ambassadors have to put on a game face. Mm-hmm. It's a game face. My smile, and that's kind of said as we're going, it's not always, it's there. <laughs> and my eyes are usually, I can bring them along with it because right. I have a way of hiding things. <laughs> and it might not be my persona, but everyone sees me as this dude that walks around smiling all the time. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what it's done for me and everything that I've been through or I've had to experience or, or all the changes in life. It actually helps me. Yeah. I, when I get in that like, because hmm, I got to look, I have an angry you look. You do. I have a really bad angry it's look. It's a wilting look. It will wilt things. <laughs> and and it's helpful to no one. Right. Um, I see it. I, I feel it come on sometimes with my daughter. Why it took so long. Why I didn't learn this with Michelle. You know, that's, <laughs> it's just, you know, slow. What do you say? Uh, it's, you know, the slowness, you know, he's yeah, perfecting us. Right. Um He's faithful to finish. And he's faithful to finish the, <laughs> the work, work, right? Uh, but yeah, I really started noticing it with Kalia. And because she has emotions. She's fresh. She has emotions. Like yeah. her daddy, believe it or not. And she and she shows them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll just go from like to... And like, just like, I am the lowest piece of anything on the earth right now. And I'm like... Ah! I don't want my three-year-old feeling that way. So I'm trying to adjust it, but we work on this. You know, Michelle's flat face, it took me like a few years. <laughs> Are you all right? You're wrong? I know. Everything? I was okay. like, I'm fine. And I'm, I'm getting better alive. now. Now I only do it every like four, three months, four, <laughs> two months, three months. And I'm like, you okay? She's like, I'm fine. My face is back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Like I just sometimes but, I check out, you know. What are you even talking about? But it's still, it's, it's I good. mean, I'm, you know, I, I just, you're, you're very <laughs> passionate about people not having flat face. And well, I understand the value <laughs> <laughs> of not always having fluffy. Like sometimes it's like, okay, there's times where we are called no matter what yeah. to being uncomfortable for the sake of the gospel. And as funny as it sounds, how we exude things is part of that. Um, there's, there's a lot that's part of that. And it actually leads me to the last verse mm. that I, I had and the little up. analogy that I had to go with it out of Galatians 6, 8. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death Mm. from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. And right now, anyone who's who's still shaky on their salvation is like, oh, my gosh, like, what if I'm that one? No, that's that's not why I'm reading this. I'm reading it because it, it takes us to plants. And I love plant analogies as much as I love food analogies because of just how much God shows us in those. You know, what you sow is what you reap. Whether you're saved or not, what you sow reaps things that are like it. And I was looking up root rot because I was, it just came to me like, you know, root rot. Let's look up how you fix root rot. Because the goal is to not have it at all. But of course, none of us have it so together that all of our little plants sown in our heart, you know, all like the garden of ourselves is like perfectly tended right now. That happens in eternity with him. And until then, there's going to be work to do because that brings us into deeper relationship with him that grows our faith and trust in him. So you're not there yet if you're still in this plane of existence. Mm -hmm. But I looked, Okay, what are some of the signs of root rot? Okay. Yellowing leaves, twigs and branches that dry off the trees, and discolored stems. So when there's a root issue, there's going to be things that are happening, symptoms, if you will, 
that are happening. And this is when we're talking about the perishable things that we're clinging on to right now. The things that we haven't fully let go of or that we're still valuing too highly um, or that it's taking up space in the garden where God really wants to plant something else. Right. And so this is something like you're going to exude the issue in other ways. And you might be trying to pray those things away when really the issue is at the roots. And it's telling when we start to pray, if he's not necessarily taking that thing away or you don't feel like he's working in you, but he's working somewhere kind of tangential, chances are that tangential thing is the thing that's actually causing the thing you're, you want to escape from going away. Um, but what's cool is healthy plants have these small rootlets they're always growing new healthy roots at the top of like at the very bottom of the outer visible stem that are going down into the into the dirt. So when you're healthy, when you're when you're growing, when when you're producing the fruit of the spirit often. Right. It's because you're constantly in the word. You're constantly putting more roots down mm. into the soil when you invest in time with the Lord. And that doesn't mean religious Bible time. It means just talking to him, thinking about him, pursuing him, fellowshipping with others about him, consuming mm. the truth. That's what grows these roots. It's not any one thing. It's just a desire for the Lord grows these new roots. And in an area where you might not want the desire of the Lord because you're going after the perishable things, you might not be feeling the growth as fast um, because you're trading, you're trading one for the other. Yeah. Um, but how do you fix it? And this is what happens in our lives. If you're, if you're like, well, you know, when I try to let go of the perishable and go after the imperishable, life seems to get crazy, <laughs> right? Like the devil seems to come right. for me. Well, yes, he does. Cause he really mad. Cause you're finally being useful. And that is why he's coming after you because you're walking in your purpose suddenly. And he don't like that. He's fine to leave you alone when you're not, but the Lord is the one, he's the master gardener. That's, that's taking care of us. You have to remove the plant to look at the roots. There might be some uprooting. There might be some disruption. It might seem like things are suddenly chaotic because things are being assessed. And he wants you to be aware of them as well. He wants you to understand this issue. You know, put in me a new heart, O Lord. Seek me, O Lord. You know, the Psalms are very good mm. at, at the people giving permission to the Lord to assess them and then help them with, the, with, their, with his assessment. But you have to cut off roots that are rotting to save the plant. That can be a very dramatic thing, but you don't just cut off those roots and then stick this big plant that has all these branches and leaves back in the ground because there's not enough roots to sustain all that. So sometimes, often you have to cut those stems and leaves. You, sometimes you have to cut off like half the plant on the, that, that you can mm. see on outside because the root rot attacked so much of the root system that the healthy roots aren't going to be able to sustain all that outward right. stuff. And I think that that's telling in us when you start pursuing the imperishable, you're probably going to notice some loss in some way, some that you celebrate, some that frustrates or hurts you. Um, but here's the thing. When the root rot is removed, when those branches and leaves are temporarily removed, the plant can then grow them back. That makes me think of Job. Mm. And what he regained after all of that. Right. Um, and, and so that's that's the encouragement is it comes with a warning because right. we don't want to blindside you and, and, and make you ask what's wrong with you if something bad happens while you're growing. Heaven forbid. No, things that we don't always enjoy come when we grow. But the outcome is the only thing that's worth it. Right. That's good. Yeah. Imperishable. 
Imperishable. Imperishable. I'll close it out um, mm-hmm. with Jeremiah because I think it fits in with your little analogy. It's like, blessed, mm-hmm. blessed is the man. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. Living water, y'all. And does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious mm. in the year of drought. Hmm. For it does not cease to bear fruit. Listen, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. You believe in that? You, you look, read that? Think about that analogy of root rot. Think about the things that, that we need to cut away, shear away, take away. Think about the communication. Think about how we're going to live our lives forward with him as our counsel. Trusting in him. You know, I, lo- I love that. Who trusts in him, mm-hmm. whose trust is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that there you go. No more needs to be said. Look, if you believe, you're eternal. You've got a father who loves you, who cares for you. If you don't believe, look, today could be your day. Unlock that door. And let him come into your life. Amen. 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 So this is the last episode of season eight. Thank you so much for being with us over the last 14 weeks. We are jumping in next week with season nine, which marks almost like I think one week in, it'll mark two years of the pantry podcast. So for those who have stuck around that long, Thank you. That's amazing. Let us know. But do you want to, I will explain it because you're always like, let me like, because <laughs> it, it's always me with these weird titles, but announce what season nine is. Oh, bay. Woo. I'll let her spell it out. So it's an acronym. <laughs> yes. O-H-B-A-E. Obey. Obey him before anyone else. Ooh, come on. And of course, it's going to be the where obedience and relationship meet. So how does your obedience and disobedience to the Lord, which reflects your relationship with him, how is that impacting your relationships here on earth with people, money, things, perspective, all of it. And so every week we're going to have amazing guests or just the two of us sit down and kind of tease through some of what the impact of obedience and disobedience has, but also inspirational stories to encourage you of what happened when people finally did obey and and why there's freedom in that and not chains. Amen. Amen. So until next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pantry Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and check out other great shows on the Edify app and Eternity Ready Radio.